0: Hi, good evening. Welcome to another edition of the 12-man podcast. Um, lots of smiley, happy faces again looking at me, um, which is always good. Shows we're, we're still doing well. The uh, the Tuba train's still chuntering along nicely. You've uh, got me, Steve Jackson. I'm in the main chair, as usual. i uh, got Mr John Donovan with me. Evening, John Don.
1: Now then. Hi, boys. You okay?
0: Yeah, we're doing good. Doing good, mate. Uh, we've got Mr John Cutler. He was with us. Evening, Cut. Evening, gents. Uh, we've got our favourite Geordie. Well, it depends who you talk to. Um, stop shaking your head. Um, Mr. Steve Dixon's with us. Even Dicko.
2: Even, fellas. Everybody okay?
0: Yeah, we're doing good, mate. And special guest all the way from Yorkshire. Um, our our, our favourite artist, Mr. Queen Banderas with us. Even Bandit. Oh,
3: what an intro. Now then, lads. You all right?
0: Always going to give you a good intro, mate. Always. Well, glad you're doing good, mate. Uh, always happy to have you on. You know that um right Thanks very much you know no problem thank you for coming on um we'll, talk, we'll, we'll we'll give you a plug a bit later don't worry um right we're going to talk we're going to do a brief go over Stoke we'll talk about Stoke a little bit um we'll just do a bit you know quick chat about that we'll talk about preston we'll talk about the game the team um we'll talk about the atmosphere as well uh, there's been a couple of chats here and there about was the atmosphere good or not we'll talk about that um, obviously Tuba scoring again uh, on the 24th, I think he is in the league now. Unbelievable record he's got. Uh, and we'll, um, we'll do a quick recap, I suppose, of the, the season that's happened. You know, where does it leave us? The state of play, and um, which will lead us into next week's um preview of the running. Let's say we're, we're at the business end now, Oh, John Don called it the bell ringing for the 10,000 meters. So, um, I've never run ten thousand meters, so I'll take John's word for that. Um, so yeah, it should be um, yeah, it should be a good chat. But before we start, are we all alright, fellas? Oh, all good. All good. Yeah,
1: excellent, mate.
0: Happy days. Good. Right, John, done. I'll come to you then. Um, we'll do a quick um, quick synopsis of the uh, Stoke game. Um, one one draw. Obviously, they came to us on the back of a, a big win at the um the stadium of lights. Obviously, you know anybody can win there. I know we didn't, but most teams have won there this season. So um, but it was a game. John, that I thought when it got to the end, we were quite lucky to come out of it with a point. It was one of those games where in the past we'd have lost it, but we we took a point and um, it was against a very good Stoke team.
1: Yeah, yeah. um they say, they would some Sunderland 5-1. They were on a fairly decent run. Um, uh, and I, I just thought during the game, although we took the lead 20-odd minutes uh, at yeah. POM again, um, it, it Stoke were coming more and more in, into the game and they equalised right on half-time. Uh, and then they were the better team, in my opinion, second half. We we looked a little bit uh, a little bit tired, or whether or not it was uh, down the stroke, not allowing us um, a little bit of extra time on the ball that other teams do. Um, but our passing was a bit sloppy. Our first touch ball control was was a little bit off. Uh, and like I say, yeah, I, I agree with you. At ninety minutes of final whistle, I was quite pleased that we got something out the game because. Um, they were they were the stronger team second half. They had a couple of really good sort of individual players, but collectively as a team they played well. I like the look of that uh, Smallbone um, in in midfield. I thought he he was um, instrumental in the in the in the way they um, they they closed us down. And then uh, when they got the ball, he seemed to be involved in a lot of their attacking threats. Um, so yeah, obviously we all wanted the win. Um, and we were disappointed uh, that we didn't get it, but looking back, uh, it was it was a good point, and it might be crucial um, at the at the season's end.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, you know, that's why that's why I thought I brought bring up the point that you know, in the past we'd have lost that game. I say so we would have told me it have been you know, a, a, you know, 0 defeat. You know, we've, we've seen it before where teams are quite But I thought the way they particularly targeted us was. In the wide areas, I thought they were very good. Again, the ball out wide to so the likes of Tyrese Campbell, and they attacked the wings very well, which then opened the space for, like you say, the likes of Smallbone to get the, the passes away that he wanted to, and even threatened the goal in the second half as well. And I just thought, not for the first time this season, our centre midfield was just a bit behind the pace. And it, it looked like the, the amount of games that we've played in the last few weeks has probably caught up with us a little bit.
1: Yeah, it did yeah. I mean, uh, they had the benefit of an extra day's rest. They played. Um, uh, they played Friday, didn't there? Something. Big, um,
2: yeah, I think uh, so. I think
1: so. Anyway, they, I, I know they had an extra day's rest, uh, and I, I just think that um, we were we were off off our own game uh, in that match, and uh, like I said, point. I, I'm re- at the time was disappointed with but looking back at it now it was uh it was important, you know, because uh, it it kept us um it kept us ticking over. Uh uh yeah, and then we 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 go on to Saturday, which we'll talk about later. and uh, and it seemed like we fully we fully recovered from that uh, disappointing display mm-hmm. on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, be able to talk about Saturday in a couple of minutes. Obviously, it it is obviously the draw hinders us slightly because I say the night after Sheffield United got their win at Sunderland's, very fortunate in the way they got their win. As I say their win coming from an offside position, but um, they still got it. But it obviously, put us on the back foot again, six points behind going into Saturday's fixtures. I know they had the FA Cup game, so they didn't play this weekend. But but it set us up nicely, and I'll come to you, cuts. Saturday came about. Um, <clears throat> he made he made a couple of changes. Obviously, he freshened it up again. Um, Force came back into the team. Um, Dale Fry, I think Dale Fry came back in for Paddy there. Um, it looked the team that we'd all pr- probably pick if we were giving all his players in front of us.
4: Yeah, um, <clears throat> like you say, a few of the players looked to, to me a little bit leggy against Stoke but Ramsey's been fantastic for us in the last few weeks so when Force came in I mean he's never let us down either um, it's just one of them things now where whichever team uh, Carrick picks I put my full faith and trust in him and and let's be honest Force had a really good game as well on Saturday so once again Carrick's been, been spot on with his team selection
0: Yeah he did I mean we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about because especially the fourth goal he had a fantastic input obviously scoring the goal and in the play as well but Tico, um, were you happy with the team as well that came out at, um, at 2 o'clock I'll see a couple of changes made uh,
2: I suppose just to freshen up a little bit Yes um, as I keep saying every week on here it seems like now I make a broken record I always think Middlesbrough are a better side when Deal Fry's in it I think he's our best defender and I'll say that till I'm blue in the face and I thought he was outstanding on Saturday Oh, he's absolutely outstanding uh, had a really good performance, commanding performance, and I uh, thought it was a, it was the right change. Um, the Ramsey switch for Marcus Force. It's everybody looks. A few weeks ago, he'd done the reverse, and you're wondering what he's doing because Ram, uh, Marcus Force is playing outstanding, and he brought Ramsey in, but it was the right decision because Ramsey was man of the match two games in a row. He reversed it this week, this this weekend, and and, and brought uh, Marcus Force back in for Ramsey. And again, a genius decision. Marcus Force was outstanding on Saturday. Worked He's his helping the ground up and down all day. Deserved his goal at the end. Uh, and a tremendous performance from him. So wh- whichever way Michael Carrick does things at the moment, you've just got to back him because he's, he's got nearly everyone right so far. There's very few that you can actually question. Um. So, yeah, I thought the the, the team selection was bang on. Yeah, I see.
0: I was, I was, I, I completely agree with that. I thought the team was, um, was was the best one for the day. I say I was a bit wary of Preston, um. Obviously, Pre- Pre- Preston—they were bringing a lot of fans with us, um, up to the Riverside. Bandy, welcome. Um, good to have yeah, you on. Right. Um, obviously, you know, we we we, we spoke, um, as we do. You know, I know your opinion on character but how do you feel? he's he's, he's getting on now with his um? With his job, obviously he's led us into a, a very commanding position. We're we're, we're right on the, the, the uh, court coattails of Sheffield United now. Um but it's it? do you echo what the boys have said his decision making and the team selection and every part of his process has been has been bang on since he joined, hasn't it?
3: He's he's been absolutely faultless, to be honest. I think he's now he's operating at the peak of his powers. Um his every single player that he picks. Is content in, in when he's picked and where he's playing. Um, there's no sort of disharmony in the camp. We've just been talking about Force and Ramsey sort of interchanging week by week now. Um, they seem comfortable doing that. Um, frying and out the team, swapping with Paddy. Um, players come back in and they're just, they're just performing to the maximum of, the, of their capabilities. So I think he's got players eating out of his hand at the moment. He really has. Um, yeah, and he is looking like looking like a special one to be fair.
0: He yeah. really, he really <laughs> does look like a a good one because it, it which which shows because he's, he's I think every interview he's doing at the moment he's turning jobs down left, right, and centre. So it shows you know we we picked a good in, in this one as well. But um, I'll stay with you, Bandy. For the first goal, obviously it was good. The, the team went from back to front so obviously you get up on the goal. How impressed have you been with Tubarak? Obviously, twenty four goals in the league now for for the young man. He's um. He's hit form like I've not seen ever. Like the turnaround from a player, as they say, cuts, as I mentioned it loads of times, from where he was to where he is now has been absolutely incredible. And obviously, you beat our, your mate Bernie's record of the week, um, our mm-hmm. 20 goal season striker. We've now got two of them. Um, what have you made of Akpom?
3: He's been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I'll, be, I'll hold my hand up. I was one of his, his critics. Um when it wasn't going so well, and I genuinely did not see this 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 turnaround. It's been staggering, really. Um, and I think it's down to Michael Carrick and the way he's 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 molded him into this team. He's playing him slightly deeper. He's playing him as a ten. So we're not looking at him as as a target man. Um, and I think that's that's where his strength lies, dropping deep, taking players on, running with the ball, and then you know, giving it wide and then making his way into the box. Um, to get on one of these crosses from from Giles, it's he's been f- phenomenal, really. He really has. Um, long may it continue. I mean, I've I've i some stats here. i have got Chuba on twenty four, Force on nine, Crooks on six, Archer on six, Riley on six, and Ramsay on three. And that's that's just unheard of for, for a the Middlesbrough team to score that many goals, and for finally to get a you know a, a striker. To net you know 20 plus uh in the league it's just brilliant i've been winding bernie up for the last 10 weeks to be honest because he's, he's been in the groove as Chuba, and uh bernie was, was was keen to meet up with him and uh do a bit of a bit of a sort of piece to camera with him and it worked out really well so i'm, I'm glad that they they met up and uh you know bernie's obviously appreciative of Chuba's uh resurgence really because it's it's made for a very fruitful season for us and uh as I say, a long may that continue. He's, he's he looks like he could smash thirty goals. I mean,
0: it could. I mean, what I odds mean, would
1: you've got on that at the start of the season?
0: You'd have long odds off me. I don't know. Go on, gone, John Tom?
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, that uh, that, that that chat that uh, Bernie and and Chuba had was uh, it was it was great. You know, um, obviously, uh, but Bernie's record as the last player to score twenty goals was. Overtaken, um, and it was great to see them uh, see them having a chat. Um, but I think the lads on the pod were like you, um, uh, Graham. We we all we all spoke at the beginning of the season. Uh, <laughs> Chrissy Wilder was in charge, and um, I, I don't think Pom had, had done anything of of any note in the time he'd been at the club, and and. I think we we all were asked, you know, would would you keep Tuber up at And to a man, we said no. Uh, but you know what? What the hell do we know? Obviously nothing, because um, cause he's uh he's been transformed under Carrick. He 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 looks to be enjoying his game. Like you say, he's coming a lot deeper. He's scoring goals with his left, with his right, with his head. Um, he's getting himself into the right position and it also helps that uh, he knows where Ryan Giles is going to put the ball um, yeah yeah so we had we had our um, we had our thoughts rammed down our throats uh, really because uh, he's he's proved everyone wrong
4: we couldn't be happier about it either
1: absolutely yeah definitely
0: oh, absolutely I think that's the best part about it I mean, you know we're not we're not what I mean you're saying there well, obviously we don't know what to talk about. That's why I host this. You know, I, I definitely don't know what I'm talking about. I just I just let you guys do all the talking and all the sense. But um no, you're absolutely right. We don't we I, I, you find it very hard to find a borough fan in in August that said, Yeah, I probably will keep you for the season. Um, because is you know, he wasn't known for his goal scoring. I think you know he just made double digits goal wise for us and um but yeah, his season this season has been absolutely phenomenal, but um, I I'll come to you because there was a key part of that goal um, to die from the back and do you think that, that showed the confidence that the team has to play out from the back because obviously it came from Stephen playing that ball into housing who then had the confidence to play into Hackney then obviously that opened the pitch We're back right it's up for the Borough
2: Yeah it's the it's, it's way we're playing Middlesbrough fans are just going to have to get on board with it that's what we do that's why we brought Zach Stephen to the club that's that's his. I would say that's his uh, strength uh, is his distribution. Um, I can't think of another goalkeeper that Middlesbrough could have signed at Championship level that can do what he does, and it, it's quite remarkable, really, that we've got the manager that fits fits Zach Steffen now as well. And Zach Steffen must be delighted to have Michael Carrick as the manager because his his strengths now actually become a real key part of the team um, and he's, you know, we're scoring quite a few goals now from back to front um, it's, it's, it's great to watch, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit risk and reward really because, it, you know, you've seen it happen to Man City, you've seen it happen to Liverpool, it can go horribly wrong on occasions but you've got to stick by your principles and how you play and if you look at the the amount of goals and the amount of chances Middlesbrough have created this season by playing that way and then think how many times have we been caught out and the opposition has scored by a mistake from Zach Steffen or one of the defenders with a bad pass. There's no comparison. We're re- we really are massively proven that the way we're playing is successful. And the, the big clubs don't play that way for no reason. There's people so educated in the game with statistics and, and, you know, how to win games. You know, the days have gone now, no disrespect to the next manager will play, like, see, Neil Warnox and stuff. The way they play and the way their philosophy is, those days have gone now. If you're going to be successful at any level, you've got to play football, and that starts with the goalkeeper. Oh, absolutely right. Um, it's, I'd say we've all,
0: I think we've all had something to say about the keeper, let's be fair um, but no, no I, I fully believe in the philosophy that we're, we're taking and you know I, I like watching football, that's played from the back up over, it's, it's the kind of football that I enjoy to watch, you know, obviously my era growing up, the teams you watch like Arsenal, Barcelona teams like that, that's what they did though, didn't
2: they? Just, just to mention as well regarding the Stoke game as well um, never mind Zach Steffen's feet without Zach Steffen's hands we would, we would have got nothing out of the game, his two late saves for Middlesbrough in that game were absolutely crucial, so he's not only good with his feet, he's a good goalkeeper as well and you know the first goal against Stoke question marks, absolutely could he have done better in my opinion yes he probably, he could and should have done better, as as should Ryan Giles, it was a, it was a, it was a poor goal to concede but Zach Steffen 100% got us that point from that game and he was my man of the match.
3: Right. Right, I just want to <clears throat> elaborate on what Dicko said about Steffen. Um, when the ball's pumped back to him, um, there seems to be like a, an uneasiness with the crowd. I just wish the crowd would be a bit more accepting of, of our methods and the way we play. Like Dicko said again, it's 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 brought us success. So we can't go against that that mantra. We've got to keep playing. If we do chuck a goal or two in, then so be it. Our, our um, role then is to then go and chase that goal and get the goal back, which we're more than capable of. So I'd just like to see the crowd get get behind the the defence a little bit more, because when the ball's coming out to see Howson and he's pressed hard, he's he's dealing with it. Giles is dealing with it. So Hackney's the best at it on the half turn. He's, he's away. And then once you've beaten that first press... We're we, we're in uh, we're in dreamland really because we're, we're outnumbering them in the final third. Mm. So just trust the process. Again, I, like I would get said, it a bit. I would progress. get a bit
2: more, Graham. With with if we had a conceded four or five goals through the what you're saying, I could understand your uneasiness in the crowd. But I might be wrong saying this, but I think I'm correct. The only goal I've conceded like that um, was against. or oh, who was it away from home? we won the game when Zach Steffen played at the Paddy McNair and they, they, they took the ball off Paddy McNair and we, we uh, conceded Cardiff. It. Cardiff Cardiff, yes Cardiff, yeah, yeah. that was the that, yeah, Cardiff away that's the only goal we've actually conceded a goal through a mix-up between goalkeeper and defender all season and we're now coming into the last seven, eight games of the season and we've made one mistake that's, that's actually ended up with the ball in the back of our net you would have took that at the start of the season wouldn't you it's like
1: 100%. You know, yeah.
2: it's it's not like it's happening every week, so I don't understand the crowds of easiness. And like I've just said, it happened at Cardiff. So actually, we haven't made a mistake. That's con- made we conceded goal at Riverside. So we haven't conceded one goal, at Riverside playing that way. So the crowd should actually, like you say, be on board by now with this process.
3: Yeah, just going back to the crowd. I think that had a bearing on that Stoke result. I mean, they came to disrupt, and. Um, they completely spelled our rhythm and we just couldn't get into the game. I don't think we played particularly bad that night. Um, we just we tried to force it sort of late into the second half and it just didn't happen for us. And I think at that stage, we just decided that we just weren't going to lose the game. We were going to take the point. Because as we've already touched on, it looked like Stoke could have gone on to have to won that game. And uh, they had the edge that night. But it's no it's no disaster taking a point at home. It really isn't.
2: It's not just it's not
4: just his short passing either with Stefan. <clears throat> I mean you notice on Saturday how many times he pinged the ball forty yards to Tuba. And and that's a part of Tuber's game people don't mention how good he brings the ball down and holds onto it and starts attacks. Well those attacks start from Stefan. So his thirty forty yard passing especially on Saturday was absolutely outstanding for a goalkeeper.
3: No
0: no you're absolutely right. Um I, it, it, I, I think I think if I could I mean if I could speak for the ones that are a bit uneasy I mean, I love watching him wander out and uh, I mean when he was stood in central midfield, <laughs> at one point on Saturday I thought that was brilliant. Um the confidence he shows is 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 great to watch. I think it's just obviously poorer fans have had well i can go through him if you want. Joel Lumley, Marcus Bessinelli, uh, you know, keepers like that. I mean that's just our last two. Um poor Ainsy Pears was wasn't the most confident. Um I know he was only a young kid and I fully get that. Um, Jason Steele. Jason Steele. He wasn't. I mean, I mean, look at him in Brighton now. He's having a great time, isn't he? Uh, under Roberto's deserve he's doing really well. But you know, I think that's what people look at, and you know, they're always scared. Oh God, it happened under him. It might happen again. But as I say, Zach Stefan, for me, you know, I, I still think there's times you've got to, you've got to hoof it if it's you know if you're too much under pressure, but. I'm all for playing out if you've got the time and you've got the the patience to do it. Absolutely, Go on, go on.
4: One thing I will say, a little bit in defence of the fans, we've never had a goalkeeper like this. No, we've never had a goalkeeper with the ability, and we've never really had a manager for years that have wanted to play out from the back like that. So it's pretty new for the fans. I think, like, say it's the first season this year, they'll get they'll get used to it, and they'll have to get used to it under Carrick, and it'll be uh, it'll be worthwhile.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean. We thought we were going to get a full season in the while that we are doing it, but a, that never worked out. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's absolutely right. It's, it's something we'll have to get used to, and I'm, I'm all for you getting used to it as well. But So, I'll come back to the game now. Um, Second half, John Don, we got to... um, It was still 1-0 getting to the second half, but I've got to say, them first five, ten minutes in the second half, we went from... Controlling the game, come to and we absolutely blew them away so quickly. I think Preston was so stunned that that was it, game over, job done.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't know uh, how how you sort of what chat you had at half time, but I went down. I was talking to the lads uh, who I, I, I go at the games. And I sit with you lot, but they sit elsewhere. I went down had a beer with them and. Um, and we were all of the same um impression that at 1-0 it, you know the game was still open even though we dominated the first half um and we should have been uh, further in the lead at half time at 1-0 the game was still open and and we 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 all we all agreed that uh, we need to sort of kill the game off as quickly as possible little did we know that we'd score sort of two goals in in Ten or twelve minutes of of the second half, and and like you say, both excellent goals as well. Um, Cameron Archer against his his former team, um, superb. You know, we come out with the right attitude, um, and we we killed the game quickly. Um, and I I just thought. From then, you know, we controlled that game. Well, we were in total control um, un- until the final whistle. And some of the, some of the ball retention and the, um, the, 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 the one touch passing and and you know, it, it nothing was nothing was on up front. So we just kept the ball, moved it back, got it back midfield, looked again. We we, we were just keeping the ball and and we had. Um, and facing us we controlled that game fantastically well um, and it's it's one of the the best periods of, of of football I've seen in that second half when we were just comfortable in possession when when we did lose a ball we were we, we we were hard working and tenacious and getting it back it was a a, a truly outstanding performance really um it was a brilliant team performance um and then obviously we got we got the goal in 94 95 minutes um which I was pleased that Marcus Foscott and it was a an individual masterclass by Ryan Giles wasn't it to set that up um we, we were great 4-0 it you know it, I, I thought it was it it was a fair result 4-0 um because we dominated that game.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, I mean, I I always, it's, it's something I always do. I always have a little look at the stats at the end of, on a, on a Saturday night or Sunday, you know, depending on how worse or where every Saturday gets Um But, you know, I look and see what they look like because that, that's what people see, you know, if they haven't seen the game, they look at the stats. And the stats really did show a true reflection of how dominant we really were. I mean, 70% possession, you know, twice as many shots as what Preston had. You know, sure. I mean, at half time I thought the game was relatively even possession wise. I thought they just had they had as much of the ball as we did, and uh, we just were more effective in what we did than they were. Um, because they did have a couple of chances where I thought, you know, if if you know a pass went a different way or you know something like that else happened in the box, they could have gone in and scored, but they never. Um, I say Stefan wasn't truly tested on Saturday. I've got to admit, um, apart from the rest of the second half, um. But yeah, second half, we absolutely blew them away. And it, it it the best part of it was obviously I know the two goals of March were brilliant and the interplay between the front four again was superb. But has anybody seen that video on Twitter yet of the passing for the fourth goal? And that guy behind the guy whoever's got the camera and it says it's all lovely, but it's going nowhere. You, you've all seen it. And it was just absolute karma when Giles made a beautiful run, put it past four and forced Bandy in the bottom corner. And it just rounded off for me one of the best performances I've seen at the Riverside in years. I mean, you know, you didn't talk FA Cup games, League Cup games, well, We were absolutely brilliant on Saturday. And uh, if you walked away from Riverside not too happy or like, well, we could have played better, you were talking out your ass, quite frankly. And I'll say what? that happily because we were absolutely superb. I mean, I can't talk highly of how good we were on Saturday. Well,
4: I'll go as far as saying this my first game, I think it was 87 or 88, a 2 2 draw with Everton in the cup, cup tie at Ayrton Park. I think it was 88, maybe. I think consistently, this is the best football I've seen by any Middlesbrough team in the whole time I've been following them. I'll go that far. There you
0: go. Go on, Brandy.
3: Absolutely agree, John. I've been mulling this one over the last the last week or so after that <clears throat> Preston game, looking back, thinking, was there a time where we were as convincing in each game? And I don't think there has been. We've had sort of good periods in, in seasons. Um the 96-97 season was great for a, a multitude of reasons that we had world-class players, Giannino, Ravinelli, Emerson. It looked it was aesthetically pleasing, but at the same time, we were shipping goals at a rate of knots. We've had a good season under Robson, the promotion season, where he first came in. That was comprehensive. But I don't think the football was was as elegant and as as pleasing on the eyes it is now. What we're seeing now is is total football. And we've already alluded to it. Playing out the back from Stefan, through to Giles, through the Hackney, through to Housen. Riley on the left, drifting in. Chuba dropping deep. There's pace up front. We've got Ramsey, we've got Archer. We're spoilt for choice at the moment and it's an absolute joy. It really
0: is. It's brilliant, isn't it? I mean see that's why we got bandy on. Aesthetically pleasing.
3: What a stain <laughs> that is asked me to spell it.
0: <laughs> I love that. We've got some words on here. I think I said a few crackers, like I think I said synopsis earlier. Um so yeah, that's we're we' are we are reaching out to the wider world for <laughs> that one. That's a class on that. But no, you're absolutely right. Um I think I saw another stat. Um, We're matching the goals we scored in the ninety-eight season, obviously twenty-five years ago now, and it shows, you know, how hard he talked of it is because that's what for me that's one of the best teams I've seen at the Riverside era, the ninety-seven, ninety-eight season. Watching Paul Nurse et cetera absolutely rip the championship apart, or you know, Division One as it was back then. Um, you know, this team, this team can only get better because it's half of its kids. Which
1: is really it, scary. Um, you, you, you look at you look at the record. Um, Caddick's he's won twenty two out of twenty six games. Um, we're averaging two point two something points per game. Uh, I mean, Gibbo, Gibbo um, brought that to our attention, didn't he? When we is. met him the other week, he, he, he said, "You know, this is this is history making. You know, the 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 um the, the percentage win rate, uh, the goals, the goals per game." It, 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 everything is is better than what we've done previously um, And Bandy's right, we're we spoiled for choice um, And with the words that he's using I want to see him on camp down in a fortnight
0: <laughs> Yeah, but they're bigger than nine letters So you won't get him on the board So <laughs> he's, uh, he's struggling there But I do like the I'm little only name to put him
3: there um, I'm only counting down for that automatic slot that's what I'm
1: looking at. Oh, I think we're all Ooh. counting down to that one, mate. Automatic there's a nine-letter word.
4: I've just counted down my fingers to make sure which one was correct, and he is. <laughs> <laughs> Do just
3: know the prize for the best
0: word of the night? <laughs> <laughs> but You've won with that set of big pleas and all with you, see. Oh, you having that. Good, it. What a saying that is that's going on the title. That i would
3: love um, to see Carrick come out with
0: that one. Oh, it, Carrick can say anything, and I believe him to be honest. Quite <laughs> at the moment, he's that's been oh, he's been that's after a godsend. I, I love Michael Carrick, but um, before I ask you, your of know, the matches, I'll come to you, Dicko, because you obviously brought this to our attention. There's been a bit of talk about the atmosphere on Saturday. I mean, firstly, I want to mention how good the Preston fans were. I thought the Preston fans were superb Saturday, I noticed their um. It was their Gentry Day, which obviously they celebrate the, the lives of the, the, the fans they've lost in the last 12 months and the fans were good fun outside. Say they say were, they were warm welcome to Teesside. They proper enjoyed the trip. Um, I say there's even a um, what is it? A, a, a vlog? Is that what you call it? A vlog? I'm going to go with that word. Um, a Preston fan who said he, he fully he fully enjoyed his, his trip to Teesside and he, he Apart from the ticket price, he thought everything was absolutely spot on and um, they say they maybe to of say as good as it was, but i come to you There's still some Borough fans that are not as happy with the, the fans that are inside the stadium.
2: It's a it's a strange one because I think at the moment when you think about it normally most seasons, you're either moaning about the manager, you're moaning about the team, you're moaning about Steve Gibson. Well, the three things that you can't moan about at the moment is Steve Gibson, the team, and the manager, because they're all absolutely doing bits, aren't they? I mean, we're flying. Football's great to watch. Steve Gibson's got it right with his appointment of Michael Carrick. Michael Carrick's the new messiah. So what else can Middlesbrough fans moan about? Why don't we moan about ourselves? But well, if you strip it back and actually analyse it, and I've had to think about this. I was there on Saturday I thought the atmosphere was tremendous, both Middlesbrough fans and Preston fans. 28,500 crowd there, absolutely brilliant. I thought it was a fantastic game to watch, and the atmosphere matched it right throughout the game. So I've tried to think about it since since the game and seen the criticism of this and criticism of that. And I've tried to put in a bit of perspective, and I've done a little bit of research, like what you do, Steve, and your, like stats and stuff like that. So I had a little bit of a look and delve into Middlesbrough, right? So this season, Middlesbrough are averaging 25,425 so far this season. That's only going to go up with the remaining games. We could end up with sellout crowds here, the way it's looking, right? Middlesbrough, historically, in the history, the average gate in Middlesbrough's history is 19,802, right? So we're already, you know... Five six thousand above the historical average. So I I I look a little bit a little bit further down in Middlesbrough's history. I look at the second tier. So this is Middlesbrough's fiftieth season in the second tier of English football historically, right? Now, the highest average season attendance that Middlesbrough I've had in the second tier of English football was the what you mentioned earlier on, uh, Steve which Was the Brian Robson season of 1998? That was an absolute one off season that will never happen again in the second tier at the Middlesbrough Football Club. It was we'll come out of the Premier League and we'll average 29,994. That was the season with Paul Gascoigne, Paul Merson, Gianluca Festa, Rick Hamilton Rickard, you know, Emerson, Miguel Beck. It goes on. It was a Premier League team that was never not going to go back up. It was the dance back from the disaster of losing Janinho, losing the cup finals and all the rest of it at the time, which you were all part of. And you know what it was like was an injustice. And we were all together to bounce back. And we averaged 29,000 that season. Now, 50 years we've been in the second, you know, the second top division in our history. This season, we are going to average the second best we've ever done. So we can take any season from 1900 right the way through till now, and other than that Brian Robson season, this season will be our highest attendance statistically since then. So, when fans are having to go to support us, Middlesbrough aren't a cheap team to watch, by the way. As you know, the walk-ups are 30-odd quid. For Middlesbrough in the second tier, they be averaging 25,500, which is going to rise probably by the end of the season to maybe he's pushing 27,000. That is as good as Middlesbrough for one fluke season that we've ever done in our history. So, when supporters are having a pop at the, at, the, at, the, at the atmosphere, I think they need to rein it back a bit and actually have a look because I think now, in second-tier football, this is as good as it's ever got from Middlesbrough. I think the atmosphere is good in the north stand. I like think it's good in the south stand. I think it's a positive atmosphere. I think there's lots of kids now coming, getting involved, which are going to be fans of the future. You've seen Youssef at the front of the south stand, Youssef in the north stand the other week with all the kids jumping around. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Can we be better? Yes, we can. Can we crank it up in the next four games and get sellout crowds? Yes, we can. But let's not start having to pop it ourselves now because everything else is going right. I think from Steve Gibson to the team to the manager to the fans at the moment is really, really positive. And let's just for the last four, the last few home games, all Middlesbrough fans listening tonight, let's crank it up. If you can get there, get there. Sell this stadium out, and let. what Graham Bandira was saying earlier on, let's catch Sheffield United. Go on, cut. <laughs> so, like
4: <clears throat> the attendances have been fantastic, and I didn't get involved in all this Twitter conversation on on Saturday or wherever it took place about the atmosphere. But I am, I am slightly surprised that the atmosphere is not better. Saturday is it because we're 4-0 up and we've battered them, we blew them out the water we're winning the game would it be different if it was 2-1 and the fans would be getting right behind them I, th- I think the style of football we're playing and the crowds that we're getting there I, th- I honestly do believe the atmosphere could be a little bit better and that's not a criticism of the fans I don't, it's up to you if you want to sing or not but I say all the time the best chance we've got of season is by the fans being right behind the club making a wall of noise as loud as possible we've been there on nights I know it's slightly different, Stour, Liverpool in the FA Cup semi-final. We've had big nights in the past, Brighton. You know, for, for me, Hull, Hull even at home under Karanga when we scored in the last minute, the atmosphere was great. I, I actually do believe the atmosphere in that stadium could be better. We're trying the best we can. It's not a criticism of the fans at all.
2: But I understand where people are coming from. Oh, I you I think you've answered your own question. It's because this season, Middlesbrough never had a team like this. Mm-hmm. And we're battering teams. Red and 5-0, 4-0 mm-hmm. on Saturday, 3 3-0s. The fans yeah. are comfortable when it gets to the last 20 minutes. The game's gone, the game's won. And it's just like, right, we've won the game. And actually, there's a couple of minutes to go. Can I beat the traffic type of attitude? Which is what happened with any club. Now, when you mention the Carranca games and you mention the... Um, the whole game there in particular, that was yep. because in the current seasons, most games were tight because mm-hmm. the way were played, every game was one goal in it, and you were clinging on as a Middlesbrough fan nearly every week under Cranca and the big games, thinking, can we see this out? We're wasting time, we're taking the ball at the corner flag, can we nick the 2-1 win, the 1-0 win? So the atmosphere was really, really intense. Now, to me, the the, the proof in the pudding, shall we say will be when we play Burnley at home in the last few games. If those games are tight, I'll guarantee you the riverside will be absolutely rocking against Burnley, Hull, Cognerby, whatever it is, if those games are tight, those fans will be the riverside will be exactly what you're saying. And interestingly, we'll go back to the atmosphere in the current the days. The season we got to the playoff final against Norwich we averaged 19,500. So mm-hmm. I think people don't realise at the minute how good our support is and how big it is, both home and away. And I think it's just the fact that we're so good at home, because we've won what? Is it eight out of nine, possibly? Yeah. We're so good at home. The games are dead with 20 minutes to go. We've never had this before. And you know what it is? Long may it continue, because I hope with... Fifty minutes to go for the rest of the season. We're all chilled out and calm because we're hammering Burnley. And we're having have, hammering Burnley because we've never had it before.
1: The thing is, uh, Steve, um, I, from from where from where I am in the ground, um, we're in a little pocket of I don't know 30, 40, 50 lads who young lads and and older lads like me who who are getting behind the team and. We don't hear any, any any dips in it Because you only hear what's around you If you know what I mean Um, Occasionally we, we hear the away fans Which we did um, at Preston Because it was their day out They enjoyed it, we could hear them And when the South Stand When the whole of the Stand sings We hear them Sometimes we just hear the drum beat And we see a bit of clapping But we can't hear what's going on Because we're singing ourselves um, But you know we try to, we, we try our best to get behind the team and get others around us to join in with the songs, as do the lads in the south stand. And occasionally we're all in unison and it sounds fantastic. I enjoyed the atmosphere on Saturday. I think it's I thought it was great. Uh, and and like you, you know, as the season progresses, and um, we're playing the last few games and we're getting um, we're getting sort of snippets of information from other games that maybe Sheffield Luton, whatever, how they're getting on. It'll just increase the atmosphere in the terraces. Um but 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 I'm quite pleased. Like 28,000, you know, and Saturday, great atmosphere from the away fans, fantastic atmosphere from the home fans. It it's great. It, 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 there's, there's, been, there's been loads and loads of times in that stadium when there's been nothing to play for, the game's been dull, being quiet. Uh, and and that's reflected by the fans. I I am enjoying, I'm enjoying this season so much. Um you know, I, I can't wait until the final game of the season when we beat Coventry and we cement our place in the top two. That'll be fantastic.
0: I will come to you in a minute, Bandy, I promise. Go on, coach.
1: I will say
4: this <clears throat> with you saying there, John, about us beating Coventry and getting promoted I actually think that there's that much of a good feel good factor around the club at the moment Dicko mentioned it earlier when we were last well back years ago it was all season ticket sellouts it wouldn't surprise me if we we get promoted we're well over 25,000 season ticket cards sold for next season I really do think the feel good factor around the club with the fans is that high at the moment spot on
0: go on Bandy
3: I was, I was just going to say, as a collective of, of supporters, it's just we have just got to be careful that we don't get too complacent and sort of apathetic. You know, we see you know top six Premier League teams that managers are even having a go at, at, at their own fans for, because they just there's an expectancy, and I, I just think we should enjoy this ride because you know it can quickly change as we as we saw with 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 Wilder when we had that good run. So we just got to keep ticking along, keep supporting. And hopefully we'll we'll get you know close to thirty thousand regularly. Go on,
4: Just a quick one, Graham. We both came from the same uh, the same area of Middlesbrough. Where have you picked up this vocabulary from?
3: <laughs> what what's the new word I've just come out with? What was it apathetic? Wasn't it? Apathetic. You must have heard of that one. <laughs>
0: I'm loving this. I'm absolutely loving these words. My kind of this is my kind of lingo. This I love
3: it. I down. <laughs> how many letters is that? Is that? nine? Uh,
0: yeah. Get him on Countdown. <laughs> no, it's, it's double P, isn't it? So it's ten. Is it double P? I thought it was only
3: two. No, only it's, it's only one. You can you can chuck another P in there if you want.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to unmute yourself, John, before you start chatting, mate. I'll unmute you.
3: Go. myself up For a hat trick now I'm going to have to come out With one One gem of a word Before this Podcast finishes yeah. People are pe- People will be listening At home Going through the dictionary
1: Yeah
0: <laughs> Pages will be going What What I can't keep up
1: Right Right For the, for the last um, Few minutes of the podcast We're going to have to try And come up with Nine letter words In our uh, summary <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's your challenge Yeah uh, Hey, I challenge. There's a 9 letter word. bang. <laughs> <not a> bit. <laughs> uh, I've, I've got
4: one for you. We showed great character on Saturday. Yeah. Mm, brilliant.
0: Old ones es- are es- the best. Spell I've seen a different spelling today. What's all a the of. But um, that's nothing to do with me. Um, right. Let's do our man of the matches, and then we'll do a state of a state of play. Right, go on, John because 'cause you're looking at me. What's who's your man of the match?
1: Dale Fry, I, I thought he was brilliant. Come back in, um, and, but from the very first minute, he won some very important uh, both aerial and uh, challenges on the deck, uh, and and he never put a foot wrong. And I and I I, I agree with um, the, you, you, lads, what you've said in the last few weeks. Him and Dara, Dara Lenehan together, absolutely brilliant and absolutely solid pair, and. Um, it wasn't like that under Wilder. Um but I don't know whether that was because Daryl Lenahan was new to the club, he, he hadn't found his feet. Uh, and we know that Wilder and Fry they weren't best made together, you know. So um but but now they look they look comfortable with with each other, a really good sort of centre back pair and Dale Fry was Bailey my man of the match. I know there's lots of other candidates. Not, not
0: Hayden Hackney?
1: Hayden Hackney had a great
0: game.
1: Where's he but, from? I, Red Carney.
0: <laughs> I won't get you thing sing again. Um, but no, you have to bang on with Dale Fry. Um, I won't say my man of the match, but that pretty much gives
2: it away. Dick um, O? Um, my man of the match was Cameron Archer. I thought he was the best player on the pitch. Showed the, the, the most... You know, top quality skills and movement and his goals were absolutely brilliant, both of them. And he had an assist. Uh, I thought, you know, he was the difference maker in the game. So I tried to give my man the match most weeks and who I think made the difference. Now, there was some quality performances, like John said. Dale Fry, like like John said, was brilliant, absolutely brilliant to come back in the team and prove it. And I thought Hayden Hackney and Johnny House and were everything that weren't against Stoke against Preston they were full of energy on the ball making things happen and I put the performance against Stoke down as you say to the extra the extra days rest Stoke had we were a, bit, a little bit leggy and they had a few days rest and come out and I thought Hackney and House and ran the show in the midfield um, in you know special mention I think for Marcus Force you know to come back in the team a bit of pressure on him after Ramsey playing so well the last few weeks to just come back in like he hadn't been missing, work hard, score a goal. He deserves great credit, but the difference maker in that game, a little bit of class, a little bit of quality, was Cameron Archer. There
3: you go. Bandy? I agree with Dicko. I think Archer. Um, John alluded to it before, when we were 1-0 up at half-time, you're just waiting for something to happen to get that killer second goal, and he, he, he blew them away on his own inside 10 minutes. That first goal, he had no right to him. Go. He sort of checked back in And he just rifled it across the goal Into the bottom corner And then his second one was a beautiful finish Hit it hard and low, away from the keeper Almost side netting So the keeper ain't getting that So he, he was the difference he, he won us the game And then you know Force was able to go and go and pick, pick them off To get a fourth But uh, 100% Archer But the reality is you could have picked any name from a hat And they would have all been a worthy contender but Archer just just edges it He's devastating So good Probably yeah. the nearest We're ever going to get To Romario
1: <laughs> Yeah Contender Nine letters Well done
3: <laughs> What about devastating <laughs>
1: <laughs> How did you, you tell him that one,
3: that one? <laughs> I was
0: sitting nine letters When he said beautiful I thought that's nine letters That Good <laughs> I'll come with you
4: I think there was two absolute standout players on Saturday. One of them is mentioned in Archer, but for me, everything comes through Riley McGree. His work rate, his flips, at the edge of the box every time he's got it, he's trying to create. Land passes. I thought he was absolutely outstanding on Saturday. Covered every blade of grass. So, just to be a little bit different, like I say, it was a toss-up between Archer and McGree, but I'll go for McGree. I mean,
0: Dale Fowler was brilliant for me, but and a little bit different. I thought Ryan Giles was absolutely superb. He, he, that left hand side, his. he commands everything down that left hand side. He, he commands the runs. He commands the ball from from Riley McGree. He does everything. It's it, it's it's just his. And, and the the balls in the box. I mean, just the run alone for the fourth was it was, uh, it was
2: it
0: was it was it was beautiful. It really was that good. It was um uh, I mean. It just it just rounded it off and it made the performance such a joy to watch and that's what bore out at the moment absolute joy to watch and he just he just epitomised the um the performance for me. It was it was just that it was just that good. But uh, like you boys have said, there's so many contenders you can put forward. It's it uh, the whole team the whole team was superb. There was there wasn't a week link on Saturday. It was a perfect performance, absolutely brilliant.
1: But oh, uh, oh. How good was it? How good was it to go out on Saturday night after that performance? Yeah. You, you, you see people in town, uh you see Preston fans in town, yeah. um, those who stayed over. And um it, it, it everybody's on a high. It's absolutely brilliant what's going on. It
0: is. It's, the, the whole the whole the whole town's bussing at the moment. It's just, it's it's brilliant to see and, you know, we're all fully clicked into what's about to come, we've got a massive run in now. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about the run in next week, but you know, I'll stick with where we are right now. i see Sheffield United have got another game to, to play that's going to be a midweeker because of their FA Cup run. Um, their league form's not the greatest. We're three points behind now. I know Luton are three points behind us as well. You know, we can't count them out the race. You know, for me, it is a three pre horse race, for that second place. Uh, spot and the rest will go for the playoffs but I mean, just going from John down, going from where we were in me- end of October I suppose when we last played Preston to now the difference in performance, in lead position, in style of play, in confidence, <laughs> everything is just absolutely turned upside down, it's been it's been a whirlwind of a, of a five months, but it's been brilliant to follow. It
1: does it's been superb, yeah, um, and it it's happened so quickly. Um, normally, uh, you, you get you get a few results when a new manager's in place. It's called the manager bounce, whatever. Um, but to be, I mean, our first game under Carrick, obviously, we lost to a last minute against Preston um but but since then we've we've just we've just sort of it's it's like a, a steamroller and and it's amazing it's amazing and like I said it, Steve Gibson said it's historic what's happened uh under Michael Carrick the points per game the goals per game 22 wins out of 26 um the most points in uh, 2023. Absolutely amazing. Um, and, you, you know, y- you can't really, I know he's getting the best out of, like, certain players. I mean, Daryl Lenehan has improved vastly under Michael Carrick, Riley McGree, and Tuberak Pom especially. Um, Aidan Hackney, who was introduced by Leo, has coming to the team. And he's, he- he's Everything that Tavernier was, um, you know, everything's fallen into place, and you've you've got to give Carrick, Woodgate, mm-hmm. uh, and and Danks the, um, the 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 credit for that as well as the players. You know, I've never seen such an amazing turnaround um, in, in anything.
0: No, it's, it's been. So I, I I I thought you'd finished. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but um no, it was uh it's been a well, it's been it's been an absolute joy to watch. It's been a whirlwind. It's been a bit of a weird um roller coaster ride because we, it's not something we expect. Like you know, like we've we've alluded to um I say a bit earlier, we're not used to this kind of football. We're not used to this string of results. I know under Karanka and under Brian Robson, we had some great results. You know, we had some great results under Wilder last season, but this is this is different league. This is this is completely nine letters different. Um, you know, this is completely and utterly different. This is, it's it's special and it is historic. It's going to be it's different. as nine letters. Um, it is it is it, it's, 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 it's 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 you know historical. It's going to be something you look back on in years to come and say, you know, we had Michael Carrick as a manager when you first started out. And you and,
1: know, and I that's know we
0: move on one day, but enjoy him
1: while you here. That's why we've got to enjoy it. We really have to enjoy it because um, it, 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 it's it's just an amazing turnaround, and, and and great to go to home and away games, uh, and 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 watch this team because um, it's 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 special at the moment. It's a special time
0: it is. I mean, we, we said before we came on, you know, we're bit gutted that the national break's come now because we're enjoying it so much. Um, and, you know, I already can't wait for Huddersfield in, you know, in, in 11 days' time. It's going to be a hell of a trip and a, and a start to a, a frantic April where our season really is going to be defined. It's going to, you know, we're going to know where we're going to end up before we go into the game in May. So, you know, I can't wait for to, to get on that bus and enjoy every part of it. It's going to be amazing, but you know, I mean, Bandy, you know, wh- how how have you enjoyed this season? Obviously, you, you know, you're not as regular on, on here as, you know, as obviously those lads are. We, we're more, obviously, we're delighted that you're on this week. You know, this has been a complete and utter turnaround that they say we, none of us have ever seen before, I suppose. And, you know, we've got a manager in charge that's, that is destined for the big time at some point. You spot
3: on. I mean... Looking back at that Preston game where it was Carrick's first game, I'm not sure how much influence he had on, on selection that day because we did fall into old habits. But since then, that, that turnaround's been outstanding. Um, almost surreal. It's like watching somebody else's team at the moment because it's unheard of that we can be so good. I mean, this is the closest we'll probably get to perfection, I think, in in terms of our approach to games. Everything's in place. The backroom team all seem to be pulling the weight. There's just it's it's faultless at the moment. So long may it continue. Eight games to go. If we can, you know, apply ourselves the way we've done the last twenty six games, then it's it's only gonna, you know, bear fruit. We have just got to hope somewhere along the line that Sheffield United do have a have a wobble. They're not in form. The wins that they've had have, have been fairly scratchy. They've got a massive cup tie at Wembley, which will, you know, hopefully snap a bit of energy from them. And then they've got to go again. Um, I've, got, I've brought some some fixtures down. They've got to go to Norwich. They've got to go to Burnley. They've got to go to Huddersfield, scrapping for the lives. And they've got to go to Birmingham, which is a, a tricky fixture. I looked at ours. Obviously, Luton's a, a nightmare game for us. We've got to avoid defeat there. And Burnley at home, but, you know, th- their celebrations could have been happening for a couple of weeks by the time, you know, we play them at, at Riverside. So it's on, it's 100% on, and I do think it's going to go to the wire. John mentioned it um, not long back, last game of the season, country at home. Let's hope there's a there's a celebration and a pitch invasion would be nice.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Go on, Cots. Don't go on the pitch, you get banned.
3: <laughs> Surely that wouldn't apply, would it?
0: Well, they can't ban ten thousand of us a girl on that pitch. There's no way. Um, but I'll be on there. There's absolutely no chance. Maybe we're we'll
3: jumping the gun a bit here, but it. You know, I, I do have this vision. I never thought it would happen under Carranca, and it did against Brighton. So, and we look a far better team, and and, and certainly more important.
2: Definitely, go on, Dicko. I, I think it's when you think about it, it's unfathomable that we can't get promoted, because. Like you've just said there, this team is the best we've seen in the second tier, probably middle, in all our time, supporting Middlesbrough. And the pluses are so 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 good and, and, and there to see. The football we're playing, the goals we're scoring. But it's still at the moment a real possibility that we might not go up because, you know, we're, ch- we're chasing Sheffield United. They have had a huge head start on it until Michael Carrick come in, had a huge points advantage. We're chasing them down and we're really close but the games are the games are disappearing and then you've got you know, if that happens we're going to the playoffs but the playoffs as good as we are like we all know is a lottery it can be it it can be decided on a sending off an own goal a poor refereeing decision an offside and that's the fear if you go into the playoffs that, you know one real poor decision can cost us our destiny and what we deserve which is to be in the Premier League and then You look to the summer, and you look, you know, at our recruitment, and a lot of the players that we're waxing lyrical about tonight, in Zach Steffen, in Cameron Archer, in Aaron Ramsey, you know, they're all lone players, so they're all going to disappear, and they've enhanced, they've enhanced themselves, so they probably won't come back. So, it's a real, real, you know, difficult position for me, where where the club are moving forward, and. I just think when we spoke to Steve Gibson, he did say, look, you know, we've just got to enjoy it. You know, we didn't expect to be here. Let's just enjoy this moment. We're breaking records left, right and centre. Just get on with it. But I think all of you, as if you're truthful to yourselves and every Middlesbrough supporter listening, you've got that nagging doubt at the back of your mind that it's not a given. If we don't get up automatically, the playoffs still aren't a given because football doesn't work that way. So while while we're all enjoying it, I'm sure I will enjoy a hell of a lot more if we just catch Sheffield United and miss the playoffs out altogether.
1: Get up to you, Jordy. Let me dream.
2: <laughs> Is this negative Nelly, absolutely
0: pulling up, he's gone. <Boom>. <laughs> Shut <laughs> your dreams down now. God, <laughs> God. On, go on. He's, he's, re-
4: he's right in what he's saying but oh, yeah. if, if you can't get carried away with the football and the goals we are scoring at the moment and fo- like my another name drop he said it was last week Kerry, if the fans can't dream then what's the point in football exactly. so for me in this countdown special this season's going to end <laughs> with a nine this season's going to end with a nine letter word promotion
0: <laughs> <That's> the one <laughs> very good very good well done
1: John well done John
0: but, that's I mean,
3: brilliant uh,
1: John
0: I'll, I'll 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 I'll, sum it up and I'll ask you all one question and I'll keep it to that before we do our preview next week I'll start with you Bandy we'll either I'm going to play eight games or eleven games to end our season for me which one will it be
3: I'm going on current form of both teams and I think we're ahead of Sheffield United I think we'll go up automatic
0: There you go, eight game preview coming Cuts
4: Yep, we'll go, we'll get promoted it'll be goal difference I
0: don't know if I can do that again
2: Digo. Uh, I think there's there's three games that are going to decide whether we'll go promoter or are the, are the, are the playoffs and that's the Burnley game, we're both going to play Burnley, they've got to play Norwich away after the international break And they've got to play West Brom at home after the FA Cup semi-final against Man City. I think those three games are key for Sheffield United's destiny. Um, Depending on how that goes, we could catch Sheffield United. However, my gut instinct is it's going to be the playoffs. However, the good news is I think this could be the year where we'll actually win at Wembley and go up in the playoffs. So I'll say Middlesbrough will win the playoffs this year, but I really hope I'm wrong because I really want them to go
1: up automatically. There you go, John. Have a guess what I'm going to say. Um, I, I think, I think, I think we can make top two. Um, however, if we don't, I think we'll go up via the playoffs. But yeah, I think we'll make top two.
0: I'm going to work all that. I think, I think we'll get second on the last day. I really do. I think we'll beat Coventry and um, and Birmingham will get something off Sheffield, and, and that'll do it. I think we'll and I think we'll I think we'll do it. Go on, coach. So Tell you one thing that I know we've mentioned the FA Cup semi final,
4: but playing at Wembley, chasing Manchester City around that pitch for ninety minutes—that's going to be sapping on their
0: legs. They're going yeah, to be absolutely up. whacked after that game. <laughs> I'm not
2: watching them, so you know,
1: absolutely know.
2: whacked. I'll be whacked. That's not not nine letters, John. No, it's
1: seven.
2: I I know, but
4: but this show, like most of them, has been a no swearing one. We've done really well, so there you go. We've
0: done really well. And if you want to go nine letters, go knackered. (laughs) But um, no, you're absolutely right. Um, Before I finish and say goodbye to everyone, John Don, do you want to give a big shout out to the Food Bank on Saturday? Because it looked a massive success.
1: It was. It, was, it, it there was. There was the food bank, and there was the uh, collection of boots and uh, and um, shirts for local kids to uh, to be like um, to be donated by the foundations. Uh, that's the Michael Carrick Foundation and the uh, MSD Foundation. Um, but yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, the, the the food bank and those other collections to see so many so many fans. Uh, turn up um with 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 bags of food or just donating money. It just uh, it it just you know made me it makes it makes it really, really special when um working class people are helping out other working class people who, who do need to use food banks. It's not just for those who are on benefits, it's working class people who use food banks as well. So to see um to see other fans and a big shout out to all the Preston fans in the hats who came round and donated um, to help out those of us in our area who, who, who are needy. It, it's its heartwarming. It's brilliant. And I, I'd like to thank everybody um, who made the donation on the day.
0: Yeah.
4: Go on then. One thing for me, I, I stood outside there with John and Mark for about 45 minutes on Saturday, and you've got children coming along, putting money into the box or bringing things. So the parents are obviously telling the children why this is happening, which is obviously a good thing for the future of this town. The ch- The children are aware of the struggles we have on side, not only on Teesside throughout the country, but primarily we're, we're interested in Teesside. And that was really, really nice to see.
3: It, it,
0: yeah. It's a, it's a, the amount of people I saw going towards the, the food bank and the van and a, the, the, the countless amounts of um, donations I saw amazing it was absolutely amazing um so was, yeah superb and you know this this town never falls to, to amaze me absolutely amazing people and makes you so proud of being from teeside as well i absolutely love being from here and uh because we've got the best people in the world sorry Dicko, we just have um but um yeah it's it's fantastic i love teeside but um right on, on that note i'm gonna i'm gonna go. Um well not me, we're all gonna go. But <laughs> we're well, um thank you very much. Bandy, thank you so much for popping on, my man. Um always good to chat. here. No um always a pleasure. next time. Um can I
1: just and- say can I just say Steve? Everybody who's on social media, keep an eye out for Bandy's Airson Park prints that he's doing. Um yes. it, it's gonna culminate in a in a full set of twelve prints um from various parts outside and inside of Ayrson Park uh, and the preview previews he's put out are absolutely amazing, the guy's a genius uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to the inside shots coming soon uh, Graham. so well done on North.
3: Very kind John thanks pal, yeah so I'm aiming to get this, it's going to form a calendar I, I only started off doing one and then I thought, quite like that and obviously I've still got a love of Ayrson Park, you know I'm constantly harking back to you know, memory lane. Um, I just thought it would make a nice, nice series. So I've done six exterior shots and I'm going to do six interior ones and just sort of mix and match them to form a calendar, which I'm hoping to put out in July. So it'll be a print job mid June and then I'll, I'll get that out in July. So I'll be selling that on, on on Twitter and through my website, etc. So yeah, jump on board and, uh, Join me on on a on a bit of a nostalgic trip.
1: Brilliant! Well done. The
3: calendar is for 2024,
0: right? It is. Yeah. 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 I was going to say because you're too late for 2023. You've missed half of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no I'll, I'll be I'll be one of them people, mate. I'm going to I'm going to get so, get self one as well because the previews I've seen have been absolutely superb. They're absolutely brilliant.
1: Well, I'm going to yeah, buy uh, I'm going to buy more than one. I'm sorry, I'm going to buy calendars, and that's a nine letter word.
2: You show off. If you haven't, if you haven't, if you haven't seen Graham Bandira's work, follow him on Twitter and on Facebook, and you'll see. And I'll give you a ten-letter word because his work's absolutely stupendous. I'll go. I'll go with another. I'll go with another nine and say fantastic. Oh,
0: are you? Are you... <laughs> Oh, you're too kind You can That's see it getting that... bigger and bigger
3: That's four free <laughs> calendars I'm going to have to send out now Ah, lovely, <laughs> there
0: you go that, that saves me by Happy One days, day.
3: lads I'll tell you all <laughs>
0: Just for the record All of our listeners heard that,
4: didn't
2: they? Yes <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no getting are that Are we uh, Is the 12th man going to do A calendar for Christmas, lads?
1: Yeah, yeah Like the calendar Calendar girls, yeah, yeah. We'll have them um, We'll have bottles of Budweiser and Straselius <laughs> Creative.
0: Oh, yeah. Get it, get it, I'll joke. Why not?
3: not one of them with your tops off, is it? Carrying the tyres.
0: <laughs> I've got enough tyres, thanks, Bandy. So no one's carrying them. We can have we a can yeah. promotion on our butt cheeks, but I'm not doing the all. <laughs> you don't have to pay me all. <laughs> And on that on that um, that down note, um <laughs> I'm gonna leave it there. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much, people, for listening, liking, subscribing, getting in touch with us and yeah, next week we'll go full on a preview of the final eight games, not eleven, eight. And uh yeah, we'll talk about the running, the bit the big month of April where it could it really literally decide our future. And uh yeah. Get to get in touch and let us know what you've what you think our future holds and we'll chat then Derchi. up the butter up the butter up, up the butter
1: up the butter Did it did it did it
0: Woo! <laughs>